0: Good morning, everybody. Whoa, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show. Radio to open the heart, heal the soul, awaken the consciousness. Benny. Yes. Benny, did you look at the sky today?
1: Still looking at it. Haven't taken my eyes off of it. And it's going to be a perfect (laughs) day period because it's a Mother's Day weekend in front of us. And I just want to say, don't forget to reach out to your mother physically and spiritually
0: thank you okay i love that all right don't forget yeah don't forget that's That's right that's your duty (laughs) that's your duty and and uh like you said before the show we wouldn't be here without our mothers right the way that is right yeah and so yeah love happy happy mother's day to everyone happy mother's day to everyone who has a mother somewhere (laughs) and uh had a mother and is a mother Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and is going to be a mother and wants to be a mother. (laughs)
1: You're reaching all, all realms of it.
0: (laughs) I am reaching all. You should. It's perfect. Well, and, and happy mother's day to my dear mother in heaven. Thank you Mm -hmm. for being such a good mother. Um, I have quite a few clients who are going to have babies. Ooh, I know I don't know
1: I don't know if I had anything else to say I mean kind of like if you want to go back to the pandemic post pandemic there was a lot of you know in-house things and we'll just go stop it right there <laughs> there, were, there were
0: things to do fill
1: in the you void
0: know? yeah right you can't go yeah. anywhere you gotta make something up <laughs> gotta you know take care of yourself totally and, and, and you know it's the you're the rabbit
1: ah well again yeah. I could say more but I'm not going <laughs> to.
0: Anyway, everybody, I hope you're giggling. That we're, we're just being silly. And I i don't know, I'm getting high on sunshine up here. That's great. Yeah. So anyway, I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for a while now. And um, you can find more about me at Um, I do have the Temple of the Divine Feminine, my class for women, coming up on Saturday, May 20th at reiki oasis please sign up please come out especially if you feel like you'd like to be part of a circle of women and uh wow we have such a a, a community it's a blessed time it's a small group it's an intimate group and uh, believe me you will enjoy it if you come out i also have a reiki one class on saturday june 10th and if it is time for you to go through reiki one please sign up and come out and then hey want to go to egypt yeah, because I'm going in November. I do take sacred trips to uh, certain destinations, and Egypt is calling. If you want to know more about it, email me, Loretta Brown, at reikioasis at gmail.com. I'll get the information out to you. And FYI, it is a small group, and the um, I'm getting close to being full already, and <laughs> I haven't even really got it organized. That's how that goes. <laughs> That's the way we do it. Anyway, uh, we made it to the other side of that full moon Scorpio lunar eclipse, and I don't know how your week was, but it's really been affecting a lot of my clients. So as I mentioned last week, May is bringing a huge shift in our lives from one chapter to another. We began the month in eclipse season with Mercury and Pluto going retrograde. And on May 9th, the sun conjunct Uranus brought in waves of innovation, creativity, and freedom. It's time to think outside the box and expand our horizons to new ideas, experiences, or changes. Uranus is quite often unpredictable energy. It can shake us up or shake us off or make us feel a little bit unstable. And it does that in order to help us make those changes that, I don't know, I, I I say to people, maybe it's time to step up into your higher destiny or do what it is your heart really wants you to do. There's a tugging and a pulling on people right now to get into their work or their mission, right? Of being here. On Sunday, you'll like this one, Mercury goes direct right now it's retrograde it goes direct in taurus and it's been retrograde since april 21st right after the aries new moon solar eclipse
1: did i just hear the d word from you direct
2: all right it's going direct (laughs) i was just
1: double checking there loretta just making sure just making sure all right
0: i have never had such a i mean (laughs) i'm always like look when things are are retrograde it's okay but man, this was a rough one, Betty. I don't know how it was for you, but I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I don't want to get into I, it. I, it just really brought out a lot of stuff. So um, it is going to go direct. It's going and and like I said, we had another eclipse, but we got a lot of planets moving into Taurus, and I feel like I'm going to exhale and breathe a sigh of relief Um, because we had so many things in aries and taurus is going to help ground us it's going to help stabilize us and um, we also have jupiter entering taurus on may 16th and it's one of the biggest shifts of the year Uh, you know and so as we go through that movement jupiter has been in aries trying to inspire us get us to fire ourselves up and taurus is going to help us ground things so, this is a really good time for you to set your goals for the whole next year because Jupiter is going to be in Taurus that entire time. Um, later this month, I just want to give you a heads up on uh, May twentieth, around that time, we have what's called a fixed grand cross in the sky, and it's a tower moment. It's a very big moment in and energetically because we have two axes coming together, like you know X marks a spot or a cross. You know across one axis is pluto in aquarius opposing mars in leo and the other axis is jupiter in taurus opposing the south node at the last degree of scorpio aquarius taurus leo and scorpio for my sky gazers are what are called fixed signs fixed fixed signs are fixed in their ways they're fixed they don't want to change Sometimes that can create sta- stability and sometimes that creates rigidity, hmm. frozenness. So this is going to ha- this is happening it- after these eclipses and it is going to force us out of our comfort zone. Hmm. <laughs> and so a grand pl- cross implies big changes that are coming for our individual and collective evolution. And just so you know, we will resist these changes, some of us more than others. And boy, oh boy, if you are a person who resists, really need to listen to my guest today uh, because I think he's going to have a whole lot of insights into how to kind of move that around for you. One last thing I want to mention, then I want to get my guest on the show is I want to talk about Venus, Venus, yeah. (laughs) So Venus is gliding into the beautiful caring sign of cancer and will be there until June 5th. And this is romantic energy. Notice how my voice softened. Yeah. And so it's going to open up more of what we feel, what we need and what, what supports our emotional journey with love. Venus connects us with how we are loving and accepting ourselves as well as tuning into our softness, which can be more difficult to express and reveal at at times when the energies are kind of rocky around us. So boy, um, somebody that earlier this week says, I just need some TLC. So Venus is going to help us with that. Venus and Cancer wants you to feel worthy of receiving and to trust yourself even more, especially when you're feeling sensitive, empathetic, empathic, or vulnerable to the point of discomfort, which is what a lot of my sensitives have been doing. So once our North Node shifts to Aries in mid-June, many of you are gonna find your soulmates. And if you've already found your soulmate, it's gonna deepen that relationship. And one of the biggest things I want to say when you're looking for love <laughs> in all the right places <laughs> or the wrong places or whatever it is, stand in your own value. That North Node in Aries is going to help you do that. Who are you? What do you value? Um, so many people compromise over compromise, or they try to be who they think the other person thinks they should be, and that just doesn't work. So we want to make sure that we're completely balanced with our relationships. So, having said all that, wow, woohoo, Venus and Jupiter and all you guys up there, uh, love, 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 and uh, strength, 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 and boundaries, boundaries. And let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about our brains. My guest today is Marty Woodkey of the Woodkey Infinite Potential Institute in Santa Barbara, California. Marty is a pioneer in the field of neurotherapy and was the first to utilize neurofeedback as an inpatient treatment method for drug addiction, anxiety disorders, depression, and PTSD. The Woodkey Infinite Potential Institute works holistically. Clients come for many reasons, feeling anxious, unable to sleep, migraines, PTSD, concussions, memory issues, OCD, ADHD, depression, and probably a whole lot of other things. And the clients are supported through neuroscientific and non-invasive methods that let go of old behavior, um, mental patterns, and uh, working on the body, mind, and soul level, clients usually go beyond just getting rid of their symptoms and start unfolding their infinite potential. Marty is also the author of The Brain Sutra's Keys to the Revealed Consciousness. And actually, he's 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 a guy you need to listen to. So welcome to the show, Marty. It's so good to have you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I would love for you to give us a little bit of um, background about yourself. How did you get into this neuroscience and a little bit of? Yeah.
3: I'll just okay. say that it's a big okay. question I know yeah. all right i'll I'll try to uh shorten the story <laughs> um, i w- I'm from New York outside of New York City, raised in the you know uh, late sixties and seventies and uh during my adolescence um fell into s- severe drug addiction and went in and out of different treatment centers, seven altogether, a uh, few massive overdoses um and finally uh what happened with me which happens with a lot of people going through a similar circumstance i had a spiritual awakening experience in 1978 and that um uh turned everything around and i realized at that that point that i was more than lucky to be alive because of of what i put my body through and uh i realized that i that i was alive because i had a mission i had something i had to do and obviously most people in my situation it's how can i help other people like me so um i i pursued a few paths uh when got into clinical hypnosis and then ended up moving from new york to georgia to go to chiropractic university i felt like that was a good a holistic field and um after a couple of years there though i i was on this very strong uh spiritual search if you will to understand what had happened to me you know because i you know i didn't i didn't know what that was so after some research i realized that I'd, I'd gotten into a meditative state and something shifted in my brain and the next thing i knew there was this overwhelming uh new awareness order not really new awareness when you think that it, it's always there we just don't see it and um so that led me to uh move to uh, a yoga retreat meditation center in north georgia and study with a very advanced meditation teacher lived there worked there for several years and this was way up in the um, mountains of north georgia Uh, kind of almost to North Carolina. There just happened to be a very plush psychiatric hospital slash addiction treatment center there. And I went for a tour one day, just just out of nowhere, and I met the medical director and he asked me, you know, who I was, what my background was. And uh, initially what I did was I volunteered to go in and teach meditation to a group of the patients. And after a couple of weeks of that, uh, the medical director called me in, and he said, "You know, the people who are going to this meditation are really having profound experiences. They're, um, you know, they're losing their cravings, their anxiety, their depression, uh, sleeping, etc., etc." So, so all those symptoms you listed off in the beginning were uh, people were finding relief. So he, and this this was a good old country doctor, guy. Uh And uh, you know, he although he he really played that up. He also happened to drive up to the hospital every morning in his Bentley. So we were like, <laughs> not so country. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, pickup truck maybe. <laughs> so um, anyway, he was very generous, and it was interesting. His his father had been a missionary in India, so he was well acquainted with India. He didn't know what the heck meditation or yoga was, but he he saw the uh, results yeah. of it. So after a couple of weeks, he said, would you um, be willing to design a program where you came on staff and, you know, worked alongside our program? And it was a 12-step program, which I, I think is, can be very useful. So I worked alongside that. Um, within a few months, though, uh, we, we real actually sooner than that, realized that we had to bring some... Um, medical or scientific validity to the meditation process oh, right. this is 1982 people yeah were yeah in the middle of North Georgia so um so I'm
0: just bowing to you already anyway go ahead
3: <laughs> The research led me to a lot of the uh, papers mostly by the transcendental meditation people and they had some good stuff and sure enough the one consistent marker for meditators was the brain the brain changes period end of story you know and now mm-hmm. that that has been um reinforced and proven actual increases in in structure and so on so anyway um I, I saw that that was the key so we the hospital uh purchased a whole a gamut of brainwave biofeedback equipment which was very new at that stage there's only me and a handful of people around the world doing it and we started to apply it and they gave me my own building and um on the hospital grounds and we had 35 patients and I had a staff who worked for me and we saw them all twice a day and the results were profound um did that from like 82 83 up until 1997 in 1997 you may remember if you're old enough that the um insurance companies clamped down on treatment they said you know unless they're holding a knife to their throat we're not paying for any more inpatient treatment so that ended that uh it, it was great though because we really got to see how it worked i got published and became world known for the work and then um when that happened i started to go to europe and teach and train people over there So the the field has evolved dramatically, especially with the um, new technology that is constantly coming around. Um, It's quite sophisticated now. Um, We can look at very specific areas of the brain at depth, even though we're measuring on the surface. There's a there's out new algorithms. So and there's there's even at home units now which are becoming old. So it's um, you know my my initial reason for doing it you know i have to go back to what i said earlier was to help people discover their own spirituality um you know without challenging their belief systems or whatever Um, and you know I, i knew in the research of if you if you can get people's minds to quiet and get them past some of the traumas and anxieties and fears and conditionings they'll find that space inside themselves and that's what does the healing you know no doctor nobody on the outside it all comes from within so um that has always been my intention but uh like you said earlier um we found sort of the side effects of that you know the side effects of getting a person's mind to quiet is pain relief uh, uh addiction recovery Post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury. There's a there's two bases in Florida now using this technology for the PTSD and the guys with with brain injury who they're like ninety percent of me. As soon as they get close to a you know a percussive explosions, it um, damages the brain. So um, so this is this is really taken off over the years. I'm Uh, frankly amazed at how far it's gotten i mean anybody anywhere if you google neurofeedback near me usually you're going to find somebody so um it's it's a remarkable and we're here now in uh, lovely santa barbara and um we have clients come from all over the world and stay for a few weeks to go through the treatment process as well as our local people and people from los angeles and so on
0: wow i am um number one i am Amazed and thrilled at your story. um I, You have a mission, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> Sorry, that's my, never mind. No, I get it. <laughs> my joke is why did i sign
3: up for this
0: (laughs) thank you and that's my joke you you got it and i always am i'm like they this was the rest area and they left me here but anyway um (laughs) doing the best we can right yes
3: Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah
0: i love this so much i i had so many things come to mind and uh while you were talking um you know i was telling you before the show i have a lot of clients that have uh, head injuries uh PTSD or trauma and i even think they should uh come up with a code for uh post pandemic trauma syndrome or something right you know
3: i'm but, sure they will it's, yeah. it's it is a it is a collective epidemic post pandemic
0: yes post pandemic i have so many people that are can't, can't leave their home or they have trouble mixing back out into mm. everything going out there but i i want to talk about um I don't even know what to call it, um, the, the, the damage to the brain. And the, I know I'm asking too much at once, but I'm excited about talking to you. Um, and also about uh, shrinkage or aging of the brain, if it can help with all of that. So how do we, uh, w- what happens to our brain that we end up in this place? Um, you were talking about drug addiction and things like that. And then a separate question, you can address this any way you want, has to do with dementia, Alzheimer's, aging process, or brain shrinkage.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and in in there somewhere might be, and I don't know, I play with this idea all the time. I don't really have an answer. We are um, <clears throat> inundated with screens. <clears throat> We're looking at things all the time. And... Um, you know, Amit Goswami says the average attention span is one and a half seconds anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. And I know that's affecting our brain. So I threw a lot at you there, but please jump in there anywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know you can um, handle it.
3: <laughs> well, firstly, our brain uh, is, uh, you know, energy efficient. So pathways that aren't being used and you know, if, if you could see your brain in real time, the electrical activity, you would see that it, it looks like the old-fashioned switchboards. You know, things are connecting. I mean, trillions of things connecting up, and uh, and the brain goes through a natural process of pruning. So, if a, if a network um, isn't being used, it especially early on in uh, in infancy. Um, the brain starts pruning out what it doesn't need and then leaves what it needs but at the same time the brain will also strengthen areas that and pathways that are being used a lot so that's an important uh discovery uh, especially from the point of view of neuroplasticity and you know this old belief that Uh, once you lose parts of your brain, they're going, Well, that's true, but we do have stem cells now, and we know that that's um, a reality. And the brain can literally rewire itself in a fraction of a second if given the appropriate prompt. And with, in terms of brain injury, um, other areas of the brain, other pathways can take over the function of damage pathway. We see that all the time with stroke patients. So, um, You know, degeneration and shrinkage is a natural process, okay, natural. But but dementia and Alzheimer's these are not natural processes. And um, I want to uh, point out a very good book if people are interested: uh, the "An End to Alzheimer's" by Doctor Bredesen, B R E D E S -S O N. Doctor Bredesen and other researchers now have. really been pushing a new way to look at these diseases and primarily comes down to inflammation and i know you've heard this before anybody in in alternative health or holistic health uh, or, or or regular uh, for that matter um hears about inflammation well inflammation is what begins to uh, break our, the neurology down in the whole body you know i know somebody who calls it inflame aging Uh, that's that's where aging comes so Bredesen you know has figured out um all the testing that needs to be done to identify where the potential problem is and then of course the the how to remedy that and it's it's all natural substances no you know my personal opinion we're never going to come up with a magic pill that's going to end dementia or mild cognitive appearance it's not going to happen there are things that can hold it off for a while But to really address it right, you have to get to the root. And if this root is, in fact, inflammation, which comes from what? uh, Environmental pollutants. um, uh, Any kind of trauma that's occurred to us in the pet, Like, you know, uh, not too long ago, concussion was no big deal, right? You know, you got a concussion, NFL, go out there and play. Well, four concussions later, and then autopsies, show overt brain degeneration from these concussions so we're we're paying a lot of attention now to concussion and many of us you know get in a car accident or fall mm-hmm. down or something and we get uh uh maybe not not severe concussion but minor concussion and even that causes problems so bredesen um looks at all these and so do we and we try to find this the source where is the problem where is this inflammation coming from is it environmental and and it can be um uh from trauma uh and you know there's a there's a test i don't know if you're aware of it called the aces test ace stands for adverse childhood experiences and it's just uh uh, 11 questions and they basically are, are like, uh, have you experienced abuse as a child? Did you witness abuse as a child? Were you neglected as a child? Did you live in an alcoholic household? So, you you know, if you, if you check off each one of these, there's several other questions, obviously. The higher your score, research shows, the more prone you are to several major problems in later life, everything from cardiovascular disease to uh, uh, incarceration. I use this a lot when I worked with, I worked with the uh, parolees you know guys who were let out of prison on parole trying to figure out why they keep ending up back in prison after a year and we have an idea about that so aces is, is a very useful test and most of us can say oh my gosh I've got a couple of these in my history but that that also produces a developmental problem in the brain in other words the normal pathways that are supposed to connect and develop around um, safety, around appropriate relationships, appropriate socialization. They don't get connected. They get thrown off because of these types of traumas. And that, you know, that really throws off the whole development of the brain. People, you know, can all of a sudden 30, 40, 50 years old, why am I having panic attacks? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, you can begin to trace it back to um some specific issues they just don't come out of nowhere but they may remain dormant hidden in the background as memory and guess what things like the pandemic triggered it without us even knowing it we had a very bad um, mudslides here several years ago uh, in uh, santa barbara california from the torrential rains and that triggered a lot of people's not just from the mudslides but all their all their trauma from the past yep. got- activated so um i hope i'm answering your. yeah yeah you are
0: um i'm gonna i'm gonna let you catch your breath we're gonna take a little station break but i want to say uh yes to everything you just said and yeah you very much are attending to uh the question that i asked and and we have more to talk about but yeah this idea that there are pathways in the brain that get activated. And also I I never quite heard this about panic attacks that they lay dormant in the memory. That actually makes a whole lot of sense to me. So hold that thought. Everybody listening, my wonderful guest is Marty Woodkey of the Woodkey Infinite Potential Institute in Santa Barbara, California. And we are talking about neurotherapy and neurofeedback and it's and meditation. We'll talk about that when we come back. Anyway, it's Loretta Brown. We'll be right back.
2: The life of every child is precious, beyond measure. If you care for a child with a disability and have limited income and resources, help is available. Children with a physical or mental disability or who are blind may qualify for monthly cash payments through the Supplemental Security Income Program, or SSI. The program provides help to meet basic needs for food, clothing, or a place to live and disability-related needs. It's money that can make a meaningful difference. If you're the parent or caregiver of a child or teenager you think may be eligible, call Social Security at 1-800-772-1213 or visit ssa.gov ssikids to learn how to apply today. That's ssa.gov ssikids. It's real help for the children. Message produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense.
1: Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your disease, ease visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness Life's Energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today.
3: Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day.
0: Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show with my guest, Marty Woodske. And I am Loretta Brown. <laughs> the original Loretta Brown. That's how that works. Anyway, a reminder to everybody that these shows are archived and you can download them for free and listen to them anytime you want. We are also on um, iTunes, Podcast One, Megaphone, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify. I don't know. There's probably a whole lot of places that you can find the show as well as the archives for KKNW 1150 AM for the original Loretta Brown show. So we are talking about the brain and we're talking about brain injuries and we're talking about neurotherapy and neurofeedback. Um, Marty, can you, well, and during the break, I'm just going to bring this out now. So I don't forget to do it during the break. I was telling you that, uh, a few years back, I went through the Tomatis auditory stimulation program, um, and you say that you also have that. You have that available. Could you talk about that for just a minute? And then, could you tell us, describe to us, really, what the neural feedback, what it is, or what it's like when you have a session?
3: Sure. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in Tomatis's work, and uh, there's an uh, iteration from his work. Uh, later on development called integrated listening systems and that's that's what we use because we use it primarily because it can be done at home you download the program to your smartphone and you just have to have a pair of good headphones wow. we, we were originally using it for uh, kids with autism and yeah. language delays and so on but um you know as you mentioned for post-traumatic stress disorders ex- why because one of the quickest ways to change the brain is through the auditory pathways yeah And, uh, you know, Tomatis was uh, brilliant in that he realized that different frequencies activated different mechanisms in the brain. Even Stephen Porges, the, the famous trauma guy now, he is also using a type of sound therapy through, it's called Safe and Sound Protocol, SSP, because he's found that different frequencies will change different things in the brain. So um, we, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a, a, a one size fits all person. So neurofeedback is extremely powerful, but I'm, I'm well aware and have been for 40 years that, it, you know, some people talk about it like it's a magic bullet. Well, it is when you add it to uh, appropriate interventions and then everything, you, you know, you get an exponential effect. Right. but neurofeedback by itself which is what we specialize in and have been for so long um is you know really groundbreaking and most psychologists or therapists who begin to study it and use it kind of drop everything else and and make it a primary part of their practice and it and, and with good reason because as it has evolved it's enabled us to um achieve robust results it's the the and and I should say there's there's a you know people start researching there's many different types of neurofeedback and unfortunately it's not all created equal okay in 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 a certain sense you get what you pay for in the field and by that I, I mostly mean experience you know you want people who are really experienced and then using the best technology the best hardware the best software that's important But it's it's a simple process. Um, The software we use uh, measures six thousand data points in the EEG, the electroencephalogram, called brain mapping, and all of those data points are compared to a database relative to that person's sex and age. So just like any other, uh, you know, any other measure, physiologic measure, you see the bell curve and you see where that person falls. Are they within? You know, sixty eight percent of the population or or some of their metrics being measured outliers, you know, are they three, two, three, four standard deviations from the norm? So that's the first thing we do. We want to look at that and see, first of all, what's outside of the norm and where. From that, we take a look at the symptoms that person is reporting or experiencing and then we say well that, this is why your amygdala is lit up um or you have a specific type of attention deficit disorder that shows up here or this part of your brain really looks like it's struggling almost in shock to have you ever had a concussion or been oh. hit in the head um so that's the first part is to, is to see what's going on see if it correlates with the symptoms the person is reporting and then from there because of the very advanced computer software a protocol is developed and the protocol is designed simply to teach the person to show the person when their brain is doing the right thing and little by little by little all those you know i'm using my hands to represent the outliers little by little by little you start bringing everything more towards the norm and as you do that, you see symptoms begin to ameliorate, anxiety, panic attacks, all that sort of thing begin to uh, lessen. And it's not an overnight process. You know, technically, neurofeedback is not a treatment; it's a training. Ah, yes. Uh, training for your brain, yeah. and and yeah. you know, we're just the coach, and um, and so it can take a number of sessions. That's usually people's biggest complaint this is going to take me 20 sessions yeah well you know if you've had this problem for 30 40 years it may, it may get, it depends on the individual.
2: but um but
3: when you, you, know, when, you com- when you combine it with appropriate other appropriate methods again depending on what the problem is uh, you can get amazing results in a relatively short period I treated um or treated I trained uh in when I lived in Atlanta um I had some very significant cases that I had to work with and uh really severe brain injury and stroke and so on it really set things off there although i, I don't have anything to do with atlanta anymore i'm in it this way
0: um this to me is encouraging hopeful amazing and um it, could you explain to the listening audience because i want people to really get this what neuroplasticity is yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. um Well, you know, the the definition is is in the word. The brain, that's what the neuro refers to, is plastic. It's moldable. In fact, it's it's always happening right now as we talk and the listeners are engaging and listening. Their brains are processing what we're saying and then, oh, connecting things. Well, that's neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. And it's a process that goes on throughout our life. It really doesn't stop so but what is it what is it dependent on it's dependent on a few things one is our attention and um the our our sort of intention to create connections uh but it's also dependent on things like our health our nutrition um and where our mind tends to go you know it's like if you ever drive past a a cow pasture you can tell you can tell where the cows have been walking right it's all well, our brains the same way we're always you know um perseverating on all oh, this terrible world and the pandemic's pandemic you know, you know what i mean i'm exaggerating obviously but we all we've all, we all been like that you know? i'm thinking
0: so, about i'm, I'm from pendleton oregon i'm thinking about cows just over there chewing their crud- Yeah, pandemic. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. politics. Yeah, (laughs) my in
3: laws.
0: (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, those
3: you know, those pathways (laughs) get firmly established, and the grooves become and and they become default part of a part of the part of a network in the brain we call the default mode network. Uh And that so the neuroplasticity becomes based on a default. It's like when you do a reset on your computer, a factory reset. It goes back to sort of this pre-programmed uh, condition thinking and behavior. Why? Because that's safe. That's what it knows, even if it's killing us, you know. So um, that's part of our uh, challenge in this life, if we're really trying to wake up. It's how do we how do we overcome this default mode network so that we're not constantly being triggered back into well this is how i've always done it i've eaten away my stress i've smoked away i've drank away i've whatever it away and that's how i've dealt with that's the default mode network but at the same time that those grooves are made by you know quote unquote negative thinking positive thinking does the same thing affirmations uh, meditation you know meditation has been called self-directed neuroplasticity because that's what you're doing you're saying, okay, I'm having all these thoughts come up. I don't want to fight with them. That's what my teacher told me. But I'm just going to watch them. I'm not going to resist them. I'm going to let them go. And and that has a, a huge effect outside of the meditation room. So neuroplasticity is is this mechanism that is that is uh, inherent or innate to our nervous system. And then on the other side of that is neurogenesis. Neurogenesis means the the, the our, our our stem cells can be regenerated. So using and understanding those two principles, um, we see that there's many obstacles that appear in our life that if we, if we just use the right approach, the right interventions, we can get through them.
0: Yeah. Um, that to me takes in so much of what we call consciousness or people's You know, because so many people come to me and they go, my gosh, Loretta, what is going on? I can't get my head to stop, you know, grinding away in that circle. And why why am I so negative all the time in my head, right? Like what's going on with that? And if I understand you correctly, and uh, maybe I'm oversimplified here, maybe I'm not, that uh, neurofeedback or, or these things that will help you track um either uh, visually or auditory what's going on in there can help you retrain your brain.
3: Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's that's exactly what we're doing.
0: Are are you then creating more neural pathways or are you yeah. erasing bad roads and putting in good roads? <laughs> uh,
3: <yeah. laughs> I like the sound of that and man. Totally constru- scientific but uh, <laughs> road construction. <laughs> neuro, yeah. This road is closed <laughs> for maintenance. you know in in a sense, yes, that's what we're doing creating new uh new brands. many people uh walk out of their first or second session with the experience of um we called it the windshield wiper effect. It's like you know, for the first time, I feel like I've wiped all the bugs off my <laughs> my my visual field and now I can see things again and that and that's another indication of that. so um so you know and again, trauma is not just a brain thing either uh, the whole it's a whole body thing that that wonderful book by uh, Bessel van der Kolk called the body keeps the score everybody who's had any kind of yes. trauma should yeah. study that there's a whole chapter in there on neurofeedback too by the way but um we have to address it cellularly as well as in the brain of course the brain the cells but the body keeps so much memory and and like the title of the book says the body is keeping the score everything that's ever happened to us you know and the whole body yeah. not just little pieces so that's yeah. that's an important component of our trauma work we make sure that there's some kind of body work going along with our process
0: yeah i appreciate so much you saying that as a, a reiki practitioner right um i discovered it a long time ago that the memory or the trauma is located all over the place
3: all over the place yeah. and
0: quite quite often it's surprising where it's at it's like wow
3: right so
0: yeah everything's related to everything that body mind spirit connection however you want to put that yeah yeah,
3: Yeah, for sure
0: yeah holistically okay so when somebody so because you mentioned earlier that there are devices that people can uh, use in their homes i i'm a i'm a (laughs) i love gadgets i'm always getting these ads you know because the all knowing whatever it is up there is always trying to throw things across my vision of like these things that you put on your head that measure waves or the heart math people that have an app where you can, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, track your brainwave patterns and, and try to adjust yourself. But you do, you do meditation. I want you to talk a little bit more about meditation. How much meditation does a person need to do? And you said something that really caught my ear earlier, which is um when you can quiet the brain in that stillness so you take it from there
3: (laughs) Um, well this was the result of my own experience when you can quiet the brain when you can get all of this these distractions and this this um this uh drive of our nervous system to always be looking out there for something and when you can reverse that flow and quiet the brain what what people find relative to to their own um you know their own experience is um, a profound sense of inner peace stillness and spirituality and that's where this notion of spiritual awakening comes from like all of a sudden wow it's all in here it's not out there somewhere and that's always been my goal because that's what happened to me that's what saved my life so um I try to, you know, as best I can, because you can't make that happen. You know, stop thinking. Oh. <laughs> it, doesn't, doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Mind fights you. Do that mind. Then all then
0: all you're doing is thinking about not thinking. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, neurofeedback is the main part of what we do. Yes, uh, meditation is, you know, what I'm grounded in. In fact, uh. I'm leaving in two hours to go down to Encinitas to a meditation retreat. Um, I teach, um, I lead in meditations and so on. But um, so, what happens when a person starts to meditate? Well, again, this this is relative to the individual. Uh, even with meditation, there's no one size fits all. You know, don't let anybody tell you that. For instance, and as an example, um, I worked with with these uh, parolees, these guys with uh, criminal um backgrounds and so on and you know you yeah close your eyes and relax sure (laughs) you know you'd open your eyes and so they'd be sitting there shaking and remembering (laughs) all the stuff they've done, feeling guilty and shame so we realized that was not appropriate um so (laughs) people like that and there's a lot of people out there who come to you you've heard this I can't meditate I can't do it I try I can't well so we get them out in nature yeah nature is a meditation. Get them out moving, walking, uh planting trees, tending a garden in a meditative mood. I mean, it's not just going to produce, you know, this meditation, but um for these kind of people, really have a tr- trouble closing their eyes and just being quiet. We like to get them into some kind of movement. And of course, there's hatha yoga, Tai Chi, qigong, all moving forms of meditation, which are excellent. And once a person has sort of calmed the body down, Um, and a lot of this is limbic system you know it's it's deeper emotional brain mechanisms that are um, you know immediately jump to fight flight or freeze responses but as soon as you, you begin to quiet that and get that out of the way then you can begin to go into deeper meditation this has to do with different levels of the brain it's like you've got to start at the more primitive levels of the brain down down deep and then gradually work your way up to the neocortex and it's it, it shown that uh, uh, some of the dalai lamas more advanced meditators were studied and they have a very particular brainwave pattern called gamma and gamma is a high frequency uh, brainwave pattern that um, sort of magnifies everything and that's a really important part yeah. because it not only magnet you know sheds light on the flowers and helps them grow guess what it sheds light on the weeds too so you you better have taken care of the weeds uh when you start doing some of these practices and and there are there's some research where it says oh these people had horrible experiences during meditation and that's why you've got to you got to get the limbic system to quiet down otherwise when that stuff comes up and you have this new energy for meditation it can throw you off so it's a you know meditation is a very individual process um depending on the person uh, <laughs> where they're at and what their brain is doing
0: i'm really listening to what you have to say and i'm i'm thinking to myself that yeah that that comment about um the weeds are also going to grow they're going to reveal themselves is I think it's it's a very important thing for people to understand. A lot of people get this idea that I'm going to meditate and just, I'm going to, I'm just going to bliss out, Loretta. I'm just going to, everything will be just great. Can you comment on that?
3: <laughs> well, that, you know, that, first of all, bliss is not the goal. The goal Thank is, you. is, is <laughs> transcendence. <laughs> you know, so, oh, I saw these lights and these fractals and, uh, i heard this celestial music that's not the point you know any real meditation teacher okay keep going keep going keep going go beyond that find the silence within you know um so uh and sure some people will find that bliss space i mean sometimes that will occur to. that usually takes a while and and we also have to make sure it's not just some um in, uh, production of our of our emotions know which it can be and there's nothing wrong with that but ultimately meditation is a lot more than uh, the experience of bliss it's the experience of this or awareness of this presence of divine consciousness and then all then beyond that the realization that we are that presence we don't have to look for it anywhere
0: well and and the the reason you know you you know i just want to point it out to the listening audience the reason i'm bringing out all this about meditation is because we're talking about the brain. We're talking about your mind-body-soul connection and the the neuroplasticity, like the trauma, whatever it is, whether it's PTSD or it's a head trauma or or drugs or whatever it is. But we also know that your brain needs to be functioning at a certain level in order for you to, as you say, transcend, open that consciousness, um, change the brain change the life you know that all of that stuff and uh, yeah yeah and i just feel that you know there are so many things that we can do for ourselves, and then the neurofeedback right the the uh, biofeedback the the therapy right yeah yeah
3: and um you know and and you know the this term enlightenment gets thrown around a lot Mm -hmm. yeah Um, what i like to point out is is kind of what you just said enlightenment and awakening doesn't happen out here somewhere it happens in here. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, this is, this is the vehicle for that. So paying attention to how that vehicle is functioning and how well it's functioning, how clear it is, is, is a really important prerequisite for that to happen.
0: Yeah. And, and the neuroplasticity, what you said earlier, I want people to make sure they go back and listen to the show over and really get it. Um, you, you can change this. So we're down to like the last minute. Marty, it's crazy. Okay. Uh, what would you like to uh, really say to people? Where do people find you? And
3: um, um yeah. yeah any further questions you can go to uh, go to our website which is my last name Whatkey W U T T K E I P I I P I Infant Potential dot com. And our website is very comprehensive take hours to go through it. There's (laughs) podcasts there's videos there's tv interviews there's articles magazines that have published articles about us are in there but it's a very 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 good website answer most questions and then through the through the website you can email me I'm always happy to answer questions by email I think that's wonderful
0: and if anybody's down there in Encinita can they come see you today
3: yeah, if they don't mind sitting in front of me while I'm chanting. It <laughs>
0: <them. laughs> sounds like a lovely way to spend the day. Yeah. yeah totally. So anyway, uh, Marty Woodkey of the Woodkey Infinite Potential Institute in Santa Barbara, California and the field of neurotherapy, uh, neurofeedback. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank and you, everybody, me. please enjoy this beautiful weekend. Happy Mother's Day and get into the love, get into the love, Venus. Thank you.